Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. As I sit here in my nursing tank top, which I literally haven't stopped wearing since Kingston was born eight weeks ago, I am celebrating a little win here on the podcast. This is the first solo episode I have recorded since Kingston was born. It feels really good to sit down, to do the research, to write up and record this episode for you. I hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoy preparing it. Now, I have had a lot of women reach out to me and ask about the fourth trimester and how it's going for me. And in the near future, I do plan on sharing more about this. But to be candid very quickly, there have been a lot of sweet moments, literally on the daily with Kingston and our little family of three, but there have been a lot of hard moments too. I went back to work part-time when he was about five, five and a half weeks old, and it was very hard. It felt like I was failing on both fronts when it came to work and motherhood. I just couldn't find my rhythm. Now, I'm happy to report that it's getting a little easier at eight weeks, but I'm still stumbling. What I will say is that Kingston is giving me new meaning to my purpose, and I just love, love, love with every fiber in my being the purpose that I've been put on this earth to do. My heart has simply expanded even more to have love for Kingston and then have love for my work. Now, I'm feeling so connected to this message, especially for this episode, because millions of women are deserving of knowing what is going on with their body during their 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond, and really any point in time. But I find where there's major discrepancies and disconnect is when we start to hit perimenopause and menopause. It's as if we just get discarded to the wayside. Now, in my conversations with literally thousands of women, I realized one big truth. We have been misinformed or not at all informed about the changes that happen to our bodies during perimenopause and menopause. No surprise that even doctors are confused about the changes that occur in our bodies and the hormones that that fluctuate during these big transitions, leaving us to feel unsupported and in the dark, or worse yet, feeling defeated when we're told that it's just a normal part of aging and we're simply going to have to live with it. Nobody is looking to hear that. So today I want to shed light on what is really going on with us during perimenopause and menopause, because I believe every woman needs to know how her body works and what these important transitions mean to us and our bodies. Now, the good news is we have a lot more control over our hormones and how our hormones transition than we have been led to believe. But before I share with you the amazingness of what our bodies are capable of, I want to share a little bit about what I've been working on behind the scenes since I finished my upcoming book, The Essential Oils Menopause Solution. It is the Perimenopause and Menopause Relief Summit, and it's going live later this month. It's actually going live next week. Now, if you are in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, and you're struggling with your hormones, and you're looking for powerful, sustainable solutions to address these hormone challenges that you're facing, I am hosting this epic event for you, and it's completely free. Now, I've invited 37 of the best doctors and experts in the women's health space, and they are sharing 
literally their best advice, their best truth, their best why and understanding. They're going to dive into the root causes, but most importantly, they're going to give you actionable recommendations, protocols, and action steps that you can begin to implement in your own home as you are listening to the talk. Like that is how powerful these are. I am so excited about what you're going to gain from this experience. We're talking about massive transformations because honestly, I'm not trying to waste your time. I want you to come in there. I want you to get what you need and begin to implement. Because if I know you, because I know me, I don't have a lot of time to waste. I want to make sure that I'm getting the information that I need to make the changes that I'm looking to make. And if I'm confused about what's going on with my body or I don't exactly know, but I understand the symptoms, that I get a lot of that understanding from this event and I'm able to move forward then with an action plan to operate. So I'm loving that this is created for you. If you love this podcast, you love these episodes, you are going to love this event even more. I promise you. It was such a fun experience to get to interview all of these incredible people when I was pregnant last year. And my number one goal for each and every one of them was to deliver actionable steps. And I promise by taking this step, you are making such a big big move, a big positive shift in your health and wellness and in your personal physiology. Because I want so much for you, more energy, more metabolism, like a boosted metabolism, vitality, and longevity. And most importantly, what I want you to get out of this is basically a plan that you feel that you can implement easily and effectively. In the show notes, you're going to find the link to register for free. Also, you're going to get my top 14 hormone-loving recipes guide just for registering. And let me tell you, I have gotten so many compliments on this guide. Literally thousands of people already have it, and they love it. Now, the last thing I want to just ask, it's a small little ask, but if there are people in your life, if you've got a best friend or a sister or a colleague or you know someone in a, in a group that you know could use this support, whether they're having night sweats every day, migraines, they're struggling with low libido, vaginal dryness, they're dealing with hormone fluctuations, they don't understand why they're bleeding so much. I mean, there's so many areas where we're going to just tackle and address. If you know someone who is struggling with any of these things, I highly recommend you pay it forward and let them know about it. Give them a link to register. It's literally just reliefsummit.com slash Marisa. And you can just go to reliefsummit.com if that's easier and share it with them so that they can get the recipe guide and they can get full access to this event. Right now, we're anticipating over 100,000 women attending. And right now, we are getting super close to that number, which is so exciting because that means we can disseminate this out to even more women once we get the knowledge and the understanding of what's going on with our bodies. All right, now let's dive into this incredible episode about what every woman needs to know about perimenopause and menopause. Now, before we do like what's really going on, I want to first paint the picture of what's actually happening inside of our bodies during perimenopause and menopause. I think it's important that we own it. We understand what's going on. And here's the thing is, So few people are going to tell you what's happening. I feel like once you know what's going on, you can pivot and make changes specifically for you. So no surprise, let's start with perimenopause, that it can be a very unpredictable time of transition. Although 
honestly, no one tells you this, right? The truth is that most people mistake perimenopause for menopause, not realizing the distinction between the two. Peri means around or about. So anytime before your period has been gone for a solid year, falls within the perimenopause spectrum. It can start as early as your mid to late 30s and last anywhere from four to 12 years. It just really depends on what's going on with your body. Now, exactly what happens during perimenopause, your ovaries are gonna slowly decline in their role, but still you're gonna have periods, even if they become irregular, they're definitely gonna become irregular. They may become painful, they may become heavy. It just really depends on what's going on with you and also how you can preempt and set yourself up for success, right? The less painful, less heavy based on things that you can do, which we're gonna be covering in the summit. That means too, that during this perimenopause, you can still get pregnant even though it may not be as common as in your 20s and 30s. The other thing that's super, super important to note is that perimenopause happens in two phases. I'm gonna talk about that in just a second. So during kind of the tail end of perimenopause, probably around like 43, 45 and older, estrogen begins to fluctuate rapidly. It's spiking up and down like a crazy roller coaster as the ovaries begin to slack off in egg production. It's as if the the brain is sending messages to your ovaries to kind of prod them. And that's the estrogen surges and declining that you experience. Now, some women breeze through perimenopause while others experience a spectrum of hormone fluctuations so wild and erratic that it causes a wide range of undesirable changes. Things like hot flashes, night sweats, sleep problems, severe PMS symptoms like bloating and mood swings, heavy bleeding, memory issues, vaginal dryness, fatigue, brain fog, among others. Now, perimenopause can be enormously disruptive physically and emotionally, but it doesn't have to be. The goal is for you to give your body what it needs to move through this transition with ease and grace. And that is literally what we're going to talk about today, but it's what we talk about a lot in the summit. I mean, we have specific summit topics just tailored and catered to what is going on in that four-year to 12-year transition during perimenopause. And because it is such a long duration, I mean, even four years is a long duration, but man, 12 years, that's over a decade of your life. I think it's important that we devote some time and some expertise to this really important transition in each of our lives. Like there's no escaping perimenopause, right? You've got to go through the perimenopause door to get to menopause unless you have, you know, surgical menopause or you have a chemical menopause due to things like cancer, being on chemotherapy. But for the most part, majority of us have to go through the perimenopause doors to get to menopause. All right, at the end of the day, what I will say is that perimenopause is a natural phase of life, right? And it takes place in two phases, which is known as the early phase and the late phase. Now, the early phase is defined by occasional skip cycles or shortened cycles. All of a sudden, you're 29 or 28. Day cycle is now 26, 25, 24. You also begin to notice They're inconsistent that maybe your PMS symptoms start to go up, but also issues like burnout, low energy, mood swings, and even a sluggish metabolism will kind of be defined by this first phase. Like you're beginning to notice that things are shifting, but you're not exactly sure what's going on. And it's so quick and easy to say, oh, it's this or it's that, when really it's it's a what I call a spectrum of what's going on with perimenopause. Now, the second phase is characterized by greater menstrual irregularity with periods with either periods that are that are significantly shortened or you skip a period altogether 
And you can have periods that are gone for 60 days, gosh, three months. It just really depends, depending on what's going on with the fluctuations of estrogen. Now, we noticed that also during the second phase of perimenopause, you're going to experience night sweats, hot flashes, heavy periods, migraines, moods changes, difficulty sleeping, maybe more painful periods, bloating, brain fog, anxiousness, and depression. This all can feel like, and what sounds like, people paint the picture of menopause. And really, it's the end stages of perimenopause that are the roughest, that are the most challenging, because it's not even clear, is this menopause or not? And it, it's not yet. You're getting there. And honestly, it's this roller coaster that is the, well, so many people think is menopause is really the tail end of perimenopause. Now, it's important to know, and you know this already, but I just want to say it, that your body is unique and there's really no way to predict exactly how your body's going to respond to these hormone changes. Now, with that said, I think there's a lot of things that we can do, right? There's a lot, there's a lot of levers that we can pull that can make this transition a lot easier. So when it comes to perimenopause, what I can see so often is when we're completely stressed and burned out and endlessly busy, and we're in a constant state of being everything to everyone all the time, it absolutely wears us down. It has an impact on our hormones, and we really will feel the repercussions of perimenopause. So stressors like intense exercise, feeling burned out from work, nutrient deficiencies, smoking, eating processed foods, drinking wine every night, and genetics can bring about earlier onset perimenopause and menopause and also make the symptoms of that transition much more challenging. And when we put everyone else before ourselves and we delay self-care, we really start to pay the price of the fluctuations that happen during perimenopause or maybe even earlier. And that's because our hormones are constantly changing and responding to our environment and other hormones and other lifestyle habits. And that's really what our hormones are designed to do. Your hormones are constantly navigating what is going on in the outside world and what's happening with the interplay with other hormones. And if we're constantly running around like a chicken with our head cut off because we've got so much going on, we're that rushing woman where our hormones are gonna have to respond. And then when the natural fluctuations begin to hit, it's like we're on a rocky, rocky boat in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, right? We're just going to feel all of those waves far more intensely than we would have had we not had so much going on in our external world. Now, I know how easy it is for us to blame our hormones, but I promise you that they are doing the best they can with what they've got in the time frame that they're in it, just like us. You know, aren't we doing the best we can with what we've got at any given time? Yes, we are. But here's the truth. By allowing our body to pay the price for decades of feeling stressed out and doing everything for everyone all the time, it just sets us up for that crazy rocky transition, which is a complete bummer because really it's the time in our life where we should be enjoying a lot of self-discovery. I think of women in perimenopause and menopause, this is where we really, really are owning our purpose. We're taking action on it. We're doing the big things in the world. We're having massive influence on our families and our communities. You know, the last thing we need when we're changing the world is that our hormones are acting up, right? The last thing we need in a big speech is that we're having a hot flash. So again, it's so, so important that we set ourselves up for success as much as possible. 
even if you're in it right now or you're in menopause or even what you consider to be post-menopause, right? There are so many things that we can do to set ourselves up for success. And if you're listening to this and you're in your early 30s or mid-30s, there's so much that you can do right now that can really set you up for these transitions with a lot of ease and grace. So what are some of the most important things that you could be doing right now? You know, we talk a lot about this. And it's really about making small tweaks, reducing stress, stabilizing insulin levels, addressing gut and liver inflammation. And when we start to look at some of these big levers, we can really saunter into this transition with a lot of ease and grace. Supporting yourself, nurturing yourself during this time with a healthy lifestyle is really the ticket to feeling amazing. That's exactly what we're going to be covering during the perimenopause and menopause relief summit. And I'm excited for you to get everything you need to make fast, effective changes to your sleep, your energy, your hormones, and your metabolism. That is what this this amazing event is going to offer to you. Okay, so I just want to quickly, now that I've laid the groundwork for what's going on in perimenopause, the two different phases, what are the drivers for why that transition feels so crazy? And what are some things that we can do to kind of lessen that, that crazy roller coaster of a transition. So when it comes to perimenopause, if you're wondering, okay, snapshot, what does perimenopause look like? So it may begin as early as your mid to late 30s, can typically last 10 years, but usually four to seven. You're still able to conceive, right? You're still able to get pregnant, at least in the first phase of perimenopause. That would be me. I was pregnant in the kind of my early, early phase of the perimenopause producing reproductive hormones, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Those are still happening. There may be less progesterone, but you're still producing it. Menstrual cycle may be erratic or shortened. And the most common symptoms are brain fog, breast tenderness, fibrocystic breast, chest palpitations potentially, fatigue and feeling burned out, hair thinning, hair loss and dryness, headaches and migraines, hot flashes and night sweats, libido, you could experience definitely a decrease in that, osteopenia, so you're looking at a low bone density, PMS, irregular periods, heavy flow and cramps, skin issues, things like a loss of less elasticity, you're just noticing it maybe around your neck and your chest, pigmentation's beginning to shift. Oh my goodness, I know that all too well, especially when I was pregnant. Oh my gosh, I got the melasma mask all over my face, but I've always struggled with pigment because of the color of my skin. And I know it's not gonna get better unless I'm really, really proactive, right? Acne, dryness, sleep, sleeplessness, and other sleep issues. Urinary incontinence can start to come into play. Vaginal dryness and thinning can lead to painful sex, weight gain, belly fat, a sluggish metabolism, and a sluggish digestion and constipation. Whew. So those are all of the symptoms that we can begin to experience during perimenopause. So now that I've covered what you need to know about perimenopause, let's take a look at what goes down during menopause so that we can define the two because they are different. Menopause is defined as the complete absence of any menstrual bleeding for at least one year. It's as simple as that. You've gone 12 consecutive months without a period. You are now in menopause. The hormonal roller coaster ride of perimenopause is basically at an end. Your ovaries take a bow out, and not only just to take a bow out from ovulation, but from making progesterone. And now it's official. Your body is done prepping to make babies every single month. Now you remain in menopause for the rest of your life. You can also call it postmenopause if you prefer. 
Menopause presents our bodies with an opportunity to rest from reproduction and to use that energy elsewhere. So how will you know that you're in menopause? The only for sure factor is that you haven't menstruated for a full year's time. There's no hormone test to determine when that will happen, though some healthcare providers will measure your follicular stimulating hormone levels, either through blood or saliva, depending on what they prefer. Your follicular stimulating hormone levels will reach their peak in menopause, but they can also become elevated in perimenopause as well. So this test isn't always very reliable, but I know that if you're your follicular stimulating hormone levels are up, then you're definitely in the crosshairs to the tail end of perimenopause leading to menopause. It's basically a waiting game. And this can be hard, especially when your period's erratic, you're having prolonged bleeding, and you're dealing with a lot of crazy symptoms. Like I know I know, so often women are at 47, 48, 49, 50, and they're just ready for this to end. This was my mom 100%. And I'm super excited to bring her onto the show at some point in the next month or two to really share her story about what went down and how she massively transformed it on the other side. Now, is there a way to predict when you'll experience menopause? Not really. The average age of natural menopause is 51 years old, but there's no hard and fast rule here. Some women naturally enter menopause in their early to mid 40s. Others don't until their late 50s. Just really depends. Now, many women bank on the age of their mother's onset as a sign or marker that they will start menopause then. However, there are many, many factors contributing to this change. There are also other forms of menopause that you could experience. Most are have to do with outside factors that force the hand of your hormones. So premature menopause can happen before the age of 40, and it's usually linked to an illness or a pre-existing condition, though chronic stress can be a cause as well. Artificial menopause, also called surgical or chemical menopause, is brought on by the removal of both ovaries, for example, in a hysterectomy, or disruption of the blood supply to ovaries because of radiation, chemotherapy, or other drugs, although there are definitely other things that can drive ovarian insufficiency earlier in life. Now, artificial menopause comes on immediately and usually much stronger than natural menopause, but for most women, we just wait and trust that our bodies finds its own natural rhythm. Now, the good news about menopause is that the wild hormonal ride of perimenopause is finally over. The bad news is that you may still be experiencing some of the same perimenopausal symptoms you had been dealing with or noticing new ones. That reason is, biggest reason is, is that you're burned out or you've got inflammation in the gut and the liver, or you've got deregulated insulin and thyroid issues. It's really important that we look at what's driving a lot of these symptoms. And it's not just the fluctuation of, of progesterone and estrogen. There's a lot more going on behind the scenes. So your symptoms are not always going to be tied to your ovaries or to an estrogen deficiency, but rather widespread hormonal imbalances rooted in stress and a less than stellar lifestyle habit. It just really depends on what's going on with your body, right? If you are an avid drinker or smoker or you eat a lot of processed foods or you don't work out or move your body ever, you're definitely going to experience that. If you've got a lot of stress, you've got you know an endless to-do list, you're definitely going to feel the side effects of that as well. So it just really depends on how you're living your life. Again, what we do every day dictates so much of how our body responds, especially our hormones, as I talked about earlier in the perimenopause section. 
So it's important to look at all of that. And that's what's so critical. It's the reason why I wanted to do this summit was that I wanted to show what are the true root causes. You know, for many, many years, doctors just wrote off menopause and perimenopause, didn't even talk about perimenopause, but they wrote off menopause as this disease that needs hormone replacement. And that's not it at all. We Not to say that there isn't a time and place for some hormones, some some bioidentical progesterone or estrogen, depending on the circumstance. And again, your health history, lifestyle, risk factors, all of that needs to be taken into consideration with your practitioner. But there's so much more behind the scenes that are going on. We need to look at what's going on with insulin. We need to look at your thyroid hormone. We need to look at cortisol and DHEA as other hormones that are playing a role. We also need to look at your adrenals. We need to look at your gut and your liver and figure out like what could be the major driver of why you're not feeling your best, right? It may not have anything to do with estrogen and progesterone. It may have everything to do with your thyroid. It may have everything to do with insulin. You know, so often many of us have massive insulin resistance as we walk into perimenopause and menopause and plays a massive role in how we're feeling. It plays a role in hot flashes and night sweats. So just it's important to be looking at all of these things and we go into the nitty-gritty of really all the factors that could be driving crazy symptoms in this summit in the perimenopause and menopause relief summit because there's never been an event like this where we really get into the root causes and understand the why and not it's not just enough to understand the why it's it's equally as important to then ask yourself now what do I do about it and then have solutions that you can implement okay so I just want to summarize what is going down with menopause. Again, menopause, the average age of natural menopause, this is without any disruptions, is around 51 years old. But again, it's case by case. Everybody's going to be different. I know I think my mom went into menopause at 52. It's probably when I'll go into menopause. Who knows? Um, Definitely doing everything I can in my power to, to love up on my body, to take care of my body, to make this transition as easy as possible. Because there are some cultures in the world where they don't even have a word for menopause. There's no transition. They saunter right through into the next phase of their life. And it has a lot to do with lifestyle, reduced stress, having a community of women that you can support you, and making sure that you are taking care of your body as a whole, right? You're reducing that inflammation. Okay, so average age, 51. No menstrual cycle for 12 consecutive months. It's a permanent state for the remainder of your lifespan. Symptoms similar to perimenopause, except you will not experience PMS or irregular periods, heavy flow or cramps, because those are gone. Lastly, what I want to just talk about is defining postmenopause. Now, the term postmenopause is kind of a new in vogue term used to refer to the period of time after 12 months have passed since your last period. So, post means after menopause. So, those who use this term often think about perimenopause as before menopause. Menopause is the defining moment when you've gone 12 months without a period, and then postmenopause is after menopause. Now, the trouble with postmenopause is it's a redundant term. By its definition, Menopause is a permanent state of being that covers this entire time of your life after you don't have your period anymore. You don't necessarily need another word to describe these years. So I prefer a straightforward term that matches up and aligns with science. Now, if your reproductive years are over, everything about this episode or everything about what's going to go down with you is in reference to menopause. 
Now, keep in mind, if your period has been gone for 12 months, I want you to take a moment and celebrate it. You are in menopause for the rest of your life, and there's so many wonderful things about that. We've got to reframe what menopause is. We've got to reframe this time in our life where we stop caring about what people think and we start getting more creative. We have more room for that. It's just, you know, we get a step into what so many doctors and practitioners call kind of a rebirth into who we are. And I think my mom has done such a marvelous job at that rebirth and that transition. And she's just living her best life right now and loving every second of it. So I just want to speak into what is possible. Now, I recognize that this can be a crazy roller coaster to navigate with all of these changes, but there is a lot that we can do to support our bodies and thrive in this next phase of our life. Currently, my newest book on menopause and perimenopause is actually in production. It's actually it's being printed pretty soon, and it's planning to be released April 2021, so just in a couple of months. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to share this book with you. I've been working on it for well over, oh my gosh, almost two years now, and I have laid out so many incredible protocols for pretty much anything you can imagine when it comes to these two incredible transitions in our lives. Now, in the meantime, I do want to give you a couple of easy ways to balance your body during this transition into perimenopause and menopause. Now, I'm going to give a whole lot more in the book. Clearly, it's 400 pages long. This podcast is not 400 pages long, but I always want to give you something to walk away from. So I have a couple of areas that I think we should be focusing on, not only during perimenopause and menopause, but really any time in our life, but it becomes especially critical as we transition into menopause. So one is keeping it moving, especially those muscles. You know, my mom and I worked out over the weekend when she was here visiting Kingston. She's got her Peloton bike. She runs with her girls. I know she worked out with me. And then Saturday, she ran 10 miles. And I know she did a cycling class today. Goodness knows. So again, moving your body is so, so important. And strength training is super critical, yoga, hiking. I mean, honestly, getting where you fit in, feel out your body. We're going to be covering a lot about how to exercise for perimenopause and menopause inside of the summit. But here are just some things to consider. Taking a 30-minute walk or lifting weights for 20 minutes. Today, I did a 30-minute bike ride, right? Because that's what I could get time for. Take weekend bike adventures, join a local hiking club or hike by yourself or with a family member. And try yoga, right? Because it lowers cortisol and raises testosterone. Next, we want to reduce our toxic load. So environmental toxins pack a punch. They have some nasty effects on our hormones, our gut, and our liver, especially fake estrogens known as xenoestrogens, can be found in meats, plastics, cleaning products, crystal pear products, and oh my goodness, even our flip-flops and the receipts at our grocery store and drugstore, right? It's They're everywhere. And it's super important that we reduce the amount of, of fake estrogens we have in the body. So looking at how to clean that up. We also get hit hard with the effects of sugar, alcohol, and caffeine. They can create chemical issues in the body. They can create inflammation in the body. So you want to make sure that you are loving up on your body in a really healthy way to reduce your toxic load and to just nourish and, you know, feed your body a lot of healthy antioxidants, phytonutrients. So dry brushing your skin a couple times a week to remove toxins to support your lymphatic system and your glymphatic system. So your glymphatic system is the lymph in your brain that helps to ensure that your brain is getting rid of all the amyloid plaque. So dry brushing can be really helpful. Replacing coffee with matcha and green smoothies for energy. 
replacing a glass of wine with a hot bath or a walk around the neighborhood to unwind. Eat as much organic food as possible, even if it costs a little extra. Swap out fragrance beauty and cleaning products for unfragranced products and natural essential oils. You know how much I love me some essential oils. I use it as perfume. We use it as cleaners. We use it for personal care products. I use it for sleep. Oh my gosh, I let me count the ways of all the ways I use essential oils. And then sweat out toxins with a brisk walk or by jumping on a rebounder. Those are some great, great ways to reduce your toxic load and help to get toxins removed out of your body. Next is nutrition. And oh my goodness, I can go on forever, ever, ever with nutrition. And I have my detox is coming back. My 14-day detox, which is focused on the gut, liver, and hormones, is coming back in March. Something to definitely consider doing with me. We're going to have thousands of people participating in this. I'm super excited. But when it comes to nutrition, just like my detox is created, it's all about protein, healthy fats, and a lot of fiber, lots of green leafy veggies. Protein is the real star for many of us, along with strength training to help build muscles, stabilize insulin levels, and aid in detoxification. But we cannot discount fiber in the form of veggies, green leafy, lots of green leafies, and also the healthy fats like olive oils, avocado, almonds, cashews, get in where you fit in when it comes to those healthy fats. Just as important as healthy food is to your body, there are foods that will not serve you at all, including sugar, grains, gluten, alcohol, dairy, and corn for some of us. These foods will drive up insulin resistance and literally block and cause major metabolic issues with our gut. Once we hit perimenopause and menopause, we are just more susceptible for things like heart disease, diabetes, and brain inflammation. These inflammatory diseases can be avoided by what we eat and what we put on our fork every single day. The last piece is a self-care piece. And I talk about this all the time, I know, but what we can be looking for when it comes to self-care is setting boundaries and demanding some self-care time for you. Even me with a little eight-week-old, I get a little bit of self-care, right? I get showers. (laughs) I'm meditating a little bit. I'm definitely using my oils, and I'm writing my journal every single day. I've got a brand new daily self-care journal that I just created that I'm using every single day that I just love, and I can't wait to share it with you once we have it fully in stock. It's gonna be available on my website. It's definitely available as a part of the summit, so definitely check that out. So what to be doing is asking help from your partner or your kids with chores, saying no to projects or obligations that do not serve you. One of my favorite questions to ask is, is this going to serve me? And if it's if it doesn't, chuck it. Schedule a morning ritual or time for you each week to just do you, whether it's drinking tea or writing in a journal or taking a walk outside, take care of you. Set boundaries, especially when it comes to toxic people. I know this pandemic has really elevated some of that for some of us. So definitely, you know, tell someone bye-bye, like you don't have space and time for them. Goodness knows, we energy vampires, you just suck the life out of us. So now that you've got a starting place for reducing your toxic load, nutrition, self-care, and moving your body, you know, this is going to be addressing a lot of the common things that come up during perimenopause and menopause. Now, because I'm not able to completely cover each concern and symptom myself, I made sure that I got you covered with my game-changing event, the Perimenopause and Menopause Release Summit, which is going live literally for free on Monday, February 22nd, which is next week for when this episode goes live. 
When you look at the lineup of the talks and you look at the title of the talks, you're going to see that I've got the best speakers in this field, and they've got solid research-based solutions that will speak directly to your issues with ways to implement those solutions immediately, especially if you find yourself without any real answers, or you have been told time and time again that you're simply going to have to live with what you've got going on. It's just not true. I want you to get ready to say goodbye to feeling tired, sluggish, brain fogged, anxious, and overwhelmed. You still have plenty of time to register for free for this amazing event, and you're going to get access to that incredible bonus guide that I talked about earlier, which is my hormone recipe guide. You're going to love it. And I hope you join our amazing community, our Facebook group. We've got Right now, we have over 2,000 women in there. I don't know what it's going to be. Every day, we grow more and more and more. We have thousands of women supporting each other inside of the Facebook group if Facebook is your jam. So the link for this event will be in the episode show notes for 255, or you can go to the reliefsummit.com slash Marisa. If that's too hard, just go to reliefsummit.com, and I cannot wait to see you there. Now, coming up next on this podcast, I am bringing back Dr. Stephanie Estima to the show. She's one of my best friends, and she's one of my favorite hormone experts. She'll be sharing on how to build lean muscle and boost your metabolism based on your menstrual cycle, even in perimenopause. And yes, if you're wondering, she is also featured on the summit. She is just such a rock star when it comes to female physiology how ketosis works in the body, how fasting works in the body. She is such a powerful asset to have, not only on the show, but definitely in the summit. I cannot wait to see you there.